Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Episode 360 of Maximize Your Influence as we take a deep dive into persuasion, motivation, influence, self-persuasion, the things we should have learned in school, and how do you respond to that persuasion sucker punch, and what is it? Hope things are going well, you're achieving your goals, you're getting more persuasion tools in your persuasion toolbox, and you're learning how to influence on command. Just imagine we're creating an aerosol can of persuasion influence to where At any time, anywhere, when people resist you, they say no. You just put a little persuasion spray on, a little and they say, okay, you bet. Can I take two? Can I recruit all my friends? Can I give you testimonial? Now, I know it's not that easy, but it's a skill you can learn, you can master, you can get better at. But as you already know, that is why you are here. The world's still being crazy and still suffering from Zoom fatigue. Did a four-day certification training certifying people on how to become life coaches and how to teach persuasion and charisma and teach people these valuable skills. Good people, hearts in the right place, wanting to change the world, wanting to improve lives. It was a lot of fun. Wish it was face-to-face, but hey, hopefully that'll change in the future. Let's kick it off with the geeky, scarly article. This is from Carnegie Mellon University. If you're from the West Coast, it's Carnegie, but East Coast, it's Carnegie. And Professor Mark Camlet and Byron Spice talk about how our language is polarized. Now, I talked about this a few weeks ago with my theory about the news media and how it divides us and how all news media is biased that 20 years ago or whatever it was, we only have three news stations. They shot down the middle. Now we listen and watch or view the news media that speaks to us, we think it's telling us the truth. We feel it's truth. We treat it as truth. And when someone says something different, we think they're lying. We get upset. How could they be so stupid? Because we're seeing the world through a certain set of eyes, right or wrong. So be open here. I'm very neutral and very independent when it comes to these things. But try to take a look with these with a different set of eyes that maybe some of the things you're listening to is a little skewed, a little biased. A little wrong, and I'm sure they're a little right. There's got to be some truth mixed in there, too. I mean, think about it. When there's a big political event, take a look at three or four different news sources, and you're like, hello, people, did you watch the same thing? How are these so different? That's how it is. We watch, we view, we listen to what resonates with us. Even your social media has algorithms and filters to show you what you want to see, what you want to look at, and everyone sees something different. They see what they want to see, they hear what they want to hear. And the reality is, no matter what I say, you're going to feel that you're watching the right media, they're the ones telling the truth, and that's human nature, I get it. But again, just open your eyes just a little bit. Maybe we are not, I said we, maybe we are not as right as we think we are. Maybe we're all living in a skewed reality. That's just how it is. But listen to this interesting article, again, from Carnegie Mellon University. So this team looked at different news channels, and they were all speaking English, but they're all speaking different languages, they found. So to get rid of their own bias, and remember, your brain cannot not be biased. That's just how the brain is. 
the way we absorb information, what we focus on, what we see, all tends to be a little biased. You've heard the term before, rose-colored glasses. We all have a different kind of glass. That's how we see the world. That's why when three people see a car accident, they all see different things. And not necessarily that they're lying. It's how they view the world, see the world. That's what they recall, and that's what they remember. So they use this computer translation tool and looked at the meanings of words, how they meant different things to different people on different news stations. Again, they all speak in English, but all different languages. So they looked at YouTube channels, they looked at the different comments, and they looked at four leading cable news outlets. That a protest to one set of viewers is a riot to another. That mask to one set of viewers is a muzzle to the others. We've seen this before. People go to court. Lawyers go to court before they even get started to decide, are we using the word fetus or unborn child? Because it makes a difference. So the reason they took a dive in this to find out why we're so polarized today. Why we interpret things differently. The same word can mean different things to different people. They use the example of hello in English as hola or oi in Portuguese, where they're identical greetings, but they have different contexts in different languages. So this research looked at 86.6 million comments by 6.5 million users from over 200,000 videos. They looked at CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and One American News Network. They called it OANN. I had to look that one up. I hadn't seen that one before, but they say that's one of the bigger ones. They used the software, so there was no human intervention, and I'll add bias. They found the words used on MSNBC compared to CNN had a 63% similarity. From the words translated from MSNBC to the OANN network had a 42% similarity. Bottom line, they found that there was some similarity, but the way one person, just based on their bias, just what they want to see, based on what they're hearing, have different meanings. And that's one of the challenges you have to look at. We all define things differently. Let's take a flag, a country flag, American flag. People define it in different ways. It means different things. They're, they were told different things about it, and that triggers different feelings. And when someone else has a different opinion or viewpoint, they're wrong. How could they be right without looking at the big picture view? The way we define freedom. And we have more similarities than we think. And this is true around the world. But everybody focuses on the differences and how we think and how we feel. We are more similar than we think. And the big aha with this article is... We are all saying the same word, but they have different meanings. They trigger different emotions, and we have different interpretations based on the media we watch. And of course, we know that media tells you what you want to hear. You feel it's true. Heck, they're pretty convincing that it's true, but you don't know how it's skewed unless you take a look at the other medias and realize that their interpretation could be different than reality. Which brings us to listener email. And remember, you can go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com for all the information you need. Hit me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And when I read your email on the show, you get free access to InfluenceUniversity.com. That is the gold level. That's the advanced persuasion training. That's where you get a lot of great new tools that you can use. Also, MaximizeYourInfluence.com is the site for your free persuasion IQ assessment. That gives you a great bonus. You'll have to find out what that is. And of course, the new edition of my book, Maximum Influence, Pick Up a Little Shipping Handling, and the book is free. So check it out. Other information is all right there, including access to the archives. And this is from Emma from Hawaii. Oh, boy. And I picked this one because it kind of follows our theme here today. 
She was talking about family gatherings getting harder, more polarized. And she says, Kurt, how do I win these arguments and become more influential? Seems like these arguments start out of nowhere. I'm not prepared. I get emotional and I say the wrong things and I feel like I'm losing the argument. What am I doing wrong? What do I need to say? Well, Eva, sounds like you're being blindsided and I kind of want to bring that together with the blunder. Maybe we call it the blender of the week. Emma, that's a great question. Let's go into it. It follows our theme here today, and it's going to bring us right into our blender because I want to handle those together. Some might consider this a ninja, but it depends what side you're on. If it's you throwing that persuasion sucker punch we're going to talk about today, it could feel like a ninja because it's very easy to win the argument, but it's a blunder for long-term persuasion influence and a blunder for that relationship. So before I get into this persuasion sucker punch, let's get into this persuasion blunder. Don't, don't, don't. Now, what is a sucker punch? A sucker punch is when you're not looking and somebody hits you. A sucker punch could be when you're engaged fighting one person, a second or third person from the audience comes and hits you. That's a sucker punch. Not fair. Kind of mean. Out of the blue. You weren't ready for it. That's what's happening in persuasion. That's why, Emma, you're losing these arguments because they're sucker punches they're prepared, ready to roll, did a little research, and sucker punched you. And it was at this gathering, and I don't want to name names where it was at, but two people were talking about politics, very polarized, just like religion can be polarized, just like social norms can be polarized. But here came the conversation about the mask, wearing the mask. Remember I talked about earlier, okay, is it a muzzle? It's force, restricting of freedom. It doesn't really work. And of course, hey, don't brain her. Doctors wear them. The World Health Organization said, wear them, don't wear them, wear them, don't wear them. You should wear them. I've got one neighbor that believes that if you don't wear a mask, you're not a good person. You hate people. You don't believe in God. You want to kill people. And I've got another neighbor that's suing the government because they're mandating masks. You won't wear them anywhere. And that's who she is. And I can see both sides. I get it. But of course, we know it's very polarized. We can prove both sides. And of course, whatever side you're on, you're like, well, I can prove my side better than yours. Okay, whatever. We're not going there. Let's just talk about this. So some people feel that it's a no-brainer you do it. It's your duty to wear them. And other people know it's a right. You can't force us to do it. And of course, these two people were going at it. One felt very polarized. And that's what you do. It's your civic duty. You hate people if you don't do it. The other person says, no, it doesn't work. Look at the studies. Look at the research. The flip-flopping of the World Health Organization, the restriction of our freedom. There's a conspiracy theory going on here. I'm not taking sides. There's truth to both sides of this issue. But let's just kind of look at it. What happened here, here was the sucker punch. They were kind of going back and forth. And this person was quoting some people, spouting off some studies they had just read, and said, you know what? Not wearing a face mask is like driving without your headlights on. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, I'll give you 10 points for that analogy. That is really good. And it kind of shut the person down. The study didn't know what to say. They got emotional. They yelled and got kind of mean because that sucker punch with that information, they didn't know how to refute it. This person did a little research before and like they were prepared for this. They were ready for this encounter. They knew it was going to happen. So they had this sucker punch of this example, some research, which was it true or not? It sounded true. It sounded good. And what happens with both people, they either shut up, they go away, or they get emotional, they get angry, and they start yelling. And this person got angry and started to yell. And talk to this person a few days later after they did a little research, they found out, first of all, that a lot of the stuff they said was not true. And this is an issue on the internet. You can find out what you want. Both sides have 
compelling scientific studies. Wear a mask, you shouldn't wear a mask. Wear a mask, you shouldn't wear a mask. But then he got really upset about the whole driving around with your headlights. It was a great example, but as you think about it, get a little more time, water under the bridge, recover from your sucker punch, you realize that's a terrible example. Because I don't think there are experts that advise you not to drive around at night with your headlights on. Now, in the world of masks, like I mentioned, there's both sides. There are plenty of experts that talk about your oxygen level going down and the virus not being able to escape. And I don't know the science. I'm not a doctor. And you can't compare that with an example of headlights because, I mean, maybe there's someone on the internet that says, please don't drive with your headlights. It's very dangerous. Maybe there is, but I think that's crazy talk, as we all know. And so it was just a bad example. Even though it caught him off guard, once you think about it, it's not a valid example because it doesn't compare. This one side has, I don't know the numbers, 50, 50, forward against. This other side, maybe you have one in a million that says, oh yeah, headlights are bad. They're very dangerous. You need to use your night vision. <laughs> That's possible. It is the internet, right? Those things could happen. So that is that sucker punch and that is the blunder. Again, you might have considered a ninja for the short-term victory and you might have backed them in a corner, but you really didn't persuade them to your point of view. You got them upset and that might be kind of fun for you. They didn't refute your argument there in the short term. That might be kind of fun for you. So you might consider it a ninja. I'm considering it more of a blunder long-term versus short-term. So that's the blunder. And then I want to continue on this and talk about that persuasion sucker punch. And talk about why we're so divided as a people, as a world, as a country, as a community. We're blindsided by this rhetoric that kind of throws us off. Now remember, a sucker punch is coming out of the blue. You know, you're eating dinner and they bring this topic up like they're just having conversation. They've prepared for this. They've found some statistics. They've found some studies and they're going to use them. They might cite sources, statistics, these quotes, or even show you a video about the topic. They're going to make their case. They're going to prove that you're wrong and back you into a corner. Again, there's nowhere to go. You believe them a little bit. You yell, you get emotional, you get mad, or maybe you're the type of personality that just kind of backs into your corner and didn't want to worry about it and didn't want to deal with it. Now, why do people do this? Now, I think about that article, about how we interpret things differently. We have our own unique truths and beliefs, and that's a good thing. If we all have the same truths and beliefs and thoughts and opinions, if we all had the same strengths and weaknesses, that wouldn't be good. If we all excelled in the same topics, that wouldn't be good. But let me just tell you that the human brain needs to be right. If I told you that... You know, during the workday, you make decisions, and 50% of those decisions are during the day are right, and 50% are wrong. That self-concept of yourself will probably say, no, that's not right, Kurt's lying, or that's other people, that's not me. I'm just saying the human brain needs to be right. That's why if you look at the 12 laws of persuasion, maximum influence, cognitive dissonance is used to help people persuade themselves without backing them into a corner. So now more than ever, the human brain needs to be right. We've got to prove to others that we're right. And it seems like we're more willing to talk about topics, especially controversial topics now, more than in the past. Like, I can't remember. Maybe this is unique to me. I'll own up to that. My parents never really talked about politics. I never really knew where they sat. I guess it's not something we talked about at the dinner table. I don't know if that's unique to me, but it seems like the people that I've talked to, that you know, a lot of these things just didn't come up. Now, this sucker punch is usually religion or politics, social issues, or even a relationship issue. Reality those that could be any issue. But let me give you some things, Emma, and maximizers, of things we can do here. Now, the first interesting thing to understand, and this is especially if it's a political thing, and that's what it seems like to happen the most, especially now, 
Researchers have discovered that when you look at a conservative brain and a liberal brain, again, I'm shooting down the middle here, there are structural differences in the brain, meaning we think differently, we act differently, we feel differently. No right or wrong, just different. Conservative brains have more volume in the amygdala, part of the brain that's related to emotional and fear-based learning. Liberal brains, on the other hand, show larger volume in the ACC, known as the anterior cingulate cortex, if you wanted to know. And that's linked to several functions. Conflict detection, which enables us to regulate our behavior and identify discrepancies between instinct, habit-driven impulses, and actual intentions. Again, very different, no right or wrong. Brains are programmed differently. Both have different strengths and weaknesses. So the brains, just like personality, just like we talked about earlier, show left brain versus right brain does differently. Not a bad thing. It's a good thing, but we have to be aware they think differently. So it drives us crazy. We try to explain, but their brain is wired and programmed differently. In fact, a Wakefield research study found that 29% of Americans acknowledge this current political climate was causing tension with their partner. That 11% have ended a romantic relationship over political differences. And 22% have broken up with someone over a polarizing political view. And that with millennials, it's even worse that 22% have broken up with someone over a different political view. In fact, a study done from Yale University looked at different couples and political marriage, and they found that 70% of married couples were the same political affiliation. It made it a little easier. 30% were a mixed party affiliation. And it was interesting. These studies showed that some were having a challenge. Some actually got along pretty well. If they didn't talk about it, they didn't deal with it. So there are differences. So let's talk about this persuasion sucker punch. When you're blindsided by their rhetoric, the first thing is beware it's happening. That's critical. Beware that it's happening, that it's the sucker punch, that they spent all this time researching it. If they're coming out of the blue, you haven't spent any time, so they're looking smart, you're not, but they're just setting you up. So they're prepared and you feel unprepared and that can trigger the emotions. So the goal here is don't show any emotions. They want to get a trigger from you. They want you to yell. They want you to get upset. Even if you do get upset on the inside, don't show it to them. Stay in control. Because when you get out of control, it's just like teasing or heckling. They want a reaction. Just like this college professor got backed in a corner, got the sucker punch, got upset and yelled at the student. The student said, don't have a cow. And she says, I don't have a cow. I'm a full professor. I'll always be smarter than you, which is pretty hard to recover from. And don't call them a liar. And sometimes you can act, well, maybe it's true. Where did you research? Ask them questions. Where did you find that? Can you send me that link? Don't get emotions. Stay calm. Stay collected. They're trying to push your buttons. I'm trying to teach this to my kids. They're pushing your buttons. Don't let them. They want a reaction. And so some of the things you can do here is schedule a new time. Give yourself some time to do some research to find a look at their links, what they're looking at, what they're doing. Is it true? Could you be wrong? Are they wrong? Is it somewhere in the middle? Maybe if you don't have time to do that, you could take a few minutes to look it up on your own, take a break, call someone that you know that can help you out. Or again, spend some time to research it, look it up, look at the video. Examine both sides. See both point of views. Open your heart. Who's right? Who's wrong? What could be happening here? I know you don't want to. The human brain needs to be right, but that's part of this process. And try to remind them we're on the same team. Both good citizens, both human beings, both part of the family, both have the same goals, both want your children to be healthy, safe society. Everyone wants good relationships, good atmosphere. We're on the same team here. We want the same goals. And a couple other quick tidbits here. 
One technique known as foot in the door just basically briefly talks about that it's easier to persuade people a little bit at a time instead of one big chunk, especially on these polarized issues. Learn to use reciprocal concessions. And these are all tools from the 111 sales hacks. I'll talk about that in a second. I haven't posted it on my product list, but I'm gonna give you a special link and deal here today. Now, reciprocal concessions basically means when you're getting a lot of resistance, you're getting a lot of no's, let them persuade you on a few points you don't care about and more open for you to persuade them. So during this process, that sucker punch, and you're talking about it, if there are a few points there they're persuading you on and you don't care about that maybe you agree about, let them know. Let them persuade you on a few points. Now they're going to be more open for you to persuade them on a few points. And when all else fails, use social validation. Let them know that other people think like you. And people surround themselves now with people that think like them. So they think everyone thinks like them. And then you're this anomaly that thinks a little differently. No, there's quite a few people that think this way. Let's switch it up. So social validation, let them know there's other thoughts, there's other opinions. And of course, approach both sides equally so you can continue that persuasion process. So Emma, hopefully that answers your questions. You can understand this process, how it works. And when you understand it's the sucker punch, that gives you a little confidence to know where it's coming from and how to adapt to it and how to fix it. So that's our podcast today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your love, support, your insights, your comments, your jokes. Send those to Kurt, K-O-R-T at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. I do have a new thing I'm really excited about, the 111 sales hacks. Actually, there's more than that. I add a few here and there every week. You can do one a day, one a week, however you want to do it, two or three a week. It's basically a two to three minute video. Here's the tool. Here's the science. And man, you're going to get a lot of tools in your toolbox. Again, this isn't beta testing right now. Do want your feedback. Haven't posted it to my product list, but you do have a special link with a special discount. Over 80% off. 111 sales tool. I'll just tell you right now, $37. Hit the link at MaximizeYourInfluence.com for a limited time only. This is your own personal bottle of persuasion spray. In fact, I've got a list there too. You can take a look at the different techniques that you are going to learn. Again, quick video. Here's the tool. Here's how you use it. Here's the science. And here's how you apply it. Simple, easy, quick. Tool a day, tool a week, couple tools a week. How fast or slow you want to go is completely up to you. Beware that sucker punch. Be prepared. And that gives you confidence as an influencer. And that helps you stay calm to know which tool you should use out of your toolbox and helps you go out and persuade with power.